0: Man, welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode three hundred and seven. Jason Lingren is with me, and the notable Clive DeCarl is back with us, who's been with us a number of times. And kind of there's a few guests we've had that have helped so many people. Alphonse being one of those uh, guests and thats in the legal realm, Clive in the, let's just say, health realm, so that we can safely talk about things. But uh, before I get the guys in here, Um, many have been following our guest, Austin Walters, um, there it is, Jason, uh, Austin Walters and his wife, Carla. Um, and she's been having some real medical difficulties and he could not afford a, let's just call it a Tesla device. People will know, I think, or you can ask in comments, they'll clue you in, uh, which Clive has been refurbishing the old good ones, uh, true Tesla tech. And so Crow 777 Radio um, covered that, but Clive uh, reduced what it takes to procure one of those. And we got that over to Austin. Everyone listening, last we heard, uh, Carla had had three units of blood. She had to get cauterized to stop the bleeding. She was in ICU. It's now been two worrisome days before we've heard anything back from Austin, but we've got some messages out. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And good morning. All right. Do we have anything? I mean, we're going to, we've got, I don't know, the next 10 days are going to be slammed to the wall.
1: We've got show after show booked. So we've got a lot coming.
0: Yeah. I've got appearances on other interviews and things too. So the next 10 days are going to be a marathon. But anyhow, let's just get Clive. Welcome back, Clive. Thanks, Gro. Thanks, Jason. Great to be back. Hey, man, I got to tell you, it's been quite a while since we were on the air and uh, I had been told my hand needed surgery for what they call trigger finger. Um, I spent a full day cleaning out my grandfather's roses that he planted here, which is quite a job. And I used clippers in my hands all day. I'm good to go, man. Uh, And that is primarily from magnesium. So it's a hell of a thing to understand such simple remedies when you're being told by the medical establishment we need to get a scalpel on you, that wasn't a very good leading. <laughs> 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 but anyhow, I, I'm just here to say that um, I magnesium is such an important uh, important part of what I do now. I take probably two of your special blends six times a day without fail every day, um, and it matters. Apparently, my body burns through magnesium. I'm guessing.
2: Well, you you may well be able to cut down from that. Now you've got your magnesium levels up. You know, tr- tr- try try just dropping it if any of the symptoms come back. Well, now you know what sort of level you actually need. It's going to vary day to day as well because you know a the, the really stressful day you'll be burning more magnesium than you might on a calm day. But you know, tw- twelve is the dose that some people need you know, to start them off. But um, you know, that's that would be a high dose long term. Probably don't need it.
0: Well, I I do look for exactly that. On my hand, uh, on my middle finger, the, um, the little orb arc of your fingernail, that starts to not be a good orb, and that's one way I noticed. But also on my thumb of the same hand that was supposed to get surgery, I get a little, I don't know, it's like a rough patch that starts coming up. And that happened before I got the trigger finger. And so I have a key indicator. If I cut down too much, that starts to show itself and if i pick back up that goes away
2: okay it's possible that you might maybe have also a deficiency on sulfur and or silica have you got any ridges vertical ridges on your fingernails
0: now before i started taking all the supplements just on my right hand on a couple nails i did i don't have that now
2: and okay. i do you
0: know i do take other supplements as we mentioned before we came on the air but anyhow we we've got a lot to cover clive and you've been very careful to section down things that we'll cover that we haven't covered in previous shows. And since you're holding the list, I guess
2: you're going to lead the way. Well, last time I was on, we talked about selenium in some depth. And I thought I might talk in some de- depth about uh, zinc. Because you know, when you're stressed, not only do you burn magnesium and vitamin C, but you burn up zinc as well. And you know, if somebody wants a healthy baby... They need to pay attention to selenium and zinc. You know, zinc and selenium deficiencies can lead to things like Down syndrome, you know, cleft palates and cleft lip, and you know, various brain defects. I mean, spina bifida, you know, clubbed foot. It's there are a load of things. If somebody has a selenium and zinc deficiency, you know, that child can be damaged for life. So it's it's super important. It's not like an expensive thing either. And probably why not many people know much about zinc is because it's too cheap, you know, not enough profit for the pharmaceutical industry, particularly if it fixed diseases. So, I mean, let me run through a few of the things that people might recognize in themselves, which uh, can be simply a zinc deficiency. Uh, Hernias, for example, whether it's linguinal or umbilical or or hiatal, um, heart defects can have um, a, a link. To zinc, uh, lung issues can also have a link to zinc, and all the sort of urinary type issues—anything to do with kidneys—and uh, you know that kind of thing. Also, possibly a zinc deficiency. A big one, of course, is prostate. You know, in men, the accumulation of zinc tends to be uh, in the prostate and um, uh, in uh, the kidneys and in the eyes. So it turns out that things like macular degeneration uh, can have a huge uh, link to a zinc deficiency, and you know we're talking about a major cause of blindness. So an interesting thing you may have seen animals, for instance, who are eating weird things. You know there are cases where the animals eat the wooden fence posts, or the horse starts eating its stable, and when that when you see that it's called cribbing in you know veterinary sort of talk, and you know, that's where they're so hungry they're're they're, well they're so desperate for zinc they'll eat what whatever's in it now i'll talk some more about zinc but i w- want to mention that zinc and copper sort of go together they're, they're they're sort of opposites in a way and um to give you an idea of how important copper is i heard this really funny story the other day um when i was in Florida last year they were telling me how the big frosts had damaged the whole all the orange plantations you know decimated them and a lot of the Whereas we used to think of Florida as being the Orange County, it's not so much anymore because a lot of the trees died. Anyway, one of the farmers, he was selling up because all the trees were desperate in a desperate state. And along the roadside, he nailed in uh, for sale signs and he happened to use copper nails. And every tree that he'd stuck the copper nails in was blooming again. And he realized that uh, there was a copper deficiency in the soil. And so you know, if there's a copper deficiency in us, uh, it's maybe that we're not blooming or it could be the other way around. We've got copper piping in the house and, you know, the more sensitive people, maybe the ones who aren't getting enough zinc to balance that copper out, maybe getting copper toxicity, which you know, has its own set of things. But here, here, let me give you a few examples. What's happening with, you know, this uh, CO disease thingy now one of the things was the hydrochloroquine and zinc as uh, a supposed remedy for it. What if it was the zinc? What if it was just the zinc? What happened to those people who got that set of symptoms? Well, a lot of them lost their sense of uh, smell. A lot of them, some losing their sense of taste. And these are both signs of uh, zinc deficiency. So what what's another huge thing that's going on in the world right now? Well, it's infertility. So what happens... When a man ejaculates, is that he donates to the woman a load of zinc and selenium, right? So often, women who have a normal sex are they've got loads of zinc and selenium, but the the man, if he's doing it a lot, has very little. And I mean, could this have something to do with the sort of the Eastern philosophy of yeah. you know with withholding your sperm? You know, so uh, infertility it can be a zinc deficiency. And, Probably most people know that one of the most famous aphrodisiacs in the world uh, are oysters because they're full of zinc and selenium, particularly zinc. So, uh, probably the highest the food with the highest uh, zinc in uh, in total. So, if people's wounds aren't healing, that can be uh, a significant sign immune system problems. You know, uh, can well, I mean immune system is basically the bacteria in your gut uh you know you if you got enough vitamin C and so on. But uh, zinc is is crucial to the whole thing. People with anemia, um alopecia, you know, it's where where the hair is falling out in clumps.
0: Let me ask you, Clive, do you supply zinc, right? Zinc's one of yes. the things you supply. Just so everyone knows, um, under every episode there are like four images. There's gonna be five. I'm gonna add Amanda Vollmer, um her shampoo and other things. It's like I didn't even know what shampoo was, but to get back to Clive, um, use that image to link to his site uh, if you want some of these things. Uh, the magnesium is the best by far because uh, I tried a lot of them. But Clive, how how do you take the zinc? Is it a powder? Is it a, a capsule? Is it liquid? What is it?
2: At the moment, the one on the website are little tablets. But um, right now, partly as a result of this program and just researching zinc more, uh, I'm gonna, going to... Uh, put on another version fairly soon i'm i think i might do a liquid version where you just put a few drops in water um i'm I'm just a little undecided at the moment but um i I know i can improve on what on what i already have which is uh the aim but the one i've got works perfectly it's you know the classic it's zinc uh, picolinate and that's one of the classic ones that people seem to like but there are I'm just researching it in more depth because whatever you mix the zinc with has its own separate effect, obviously, and uh, so I might put together a blend of, of several different types of zinc. But it's work in progress. But for, for all intents and purposes, just straight zinc picolinate works brilliantly. Okay, I was
0: gonna ask that because when I did when I did the uh, the magne- uh, yeah, the magnesium, you go to the store to look and there's citrate, there's all these different kinds and you clued me in. So what is the decollinate? Is that what you're saying? Zinc decollinate?
2: Uh, no, it's with a P, uh Picolinate. But luckily uh, with zinc, you can't go far wrong. Most versions of zinc work very effectively. You know, some of these supplements you really need to be super specific but uh, there're all sorts of different types of zinc uh, you know you don't necessarily have to buy it off my site uh, what, many- what about dose well the dose is going to slightly depend on on what you want to do it for i've got a what i'd recommend is i've got a um uh, a video which is on odyssey and BitChute and a couple of others not on youtube uh, which which is basically put in my name and and supplements and the title of it is something like uh, supplements what to take how much to take and when to take it, so that's uh, a good good source of information there. Um, the
0: the, the reason I ask Clive is because like when people go into like a CVS or a Walgreens, uh, when I was looking at the magnesium, almost all of them were way too low um uh, the 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 strength was way too low but if i searched i could find some where it was way up there that's that's why i asked it seems like a lot of things on the shelf of cvs are way too low a dose to almost even
2: matter yeah so um 15 milligrams is the dose uh, that's on that that my ones are some people i interviewed dr william wong some time ago who's brilliant on enzymes fantastic and he likes 100 milligrams, whereas most people would say that is way too much. So 15 milligrams seems to work for most people. One could do 30 milligrams. You know, remember, it's size-dependent. So if you're uh, double the weight that you should be, you'll probably need double the zinc or double everything. You know, And if you're tiny, you, you know. But 15 milligrams is going to be fine, even even if you're fa- fairly small. But if, if I was particularly concerned let's say i've got the sniffles or something I'm, i might uh for that day you know, take three or four uh, conceive just once you know but i mean personally I, i've i've not had a sniffle for about 15 years because i know what my body is lacking and i can easily replace that for very little money
0: Well, it seems like there was a period of time a few years ago when the idea of zinc for like a cold or if you get sick in some way, it used to be a prevalent idea, which I don't see so much anymore. Maybe it's just that I don't watch much media, but like shooting it up your nose. They had all these things like shoot zinc up your nose or um, I forget what the other thing was. It's some kind of flower that used to be with it. But you remember that, Clive?
2: Well, there are all sorts of ways to do it. I mean, the first time I tried zinc was in liquid form. And I did a taste test. Maybe I mentioned this before. I don't know that uh, uh, when I was ill 35 years ago from being poisoned by the doctors, I went to one of these places where they test you for allergies and stuff. And they gave me a, a few drops of zinc as a taste test. And it tasted really sweet. It was, it was quite pleasant. And they gave me some zinc, and tablets. And uh, I took those and went back three weeks later. They tested me again, same drops. And it was so bitter and nasty tasting. They apologized. They, apologize. they said, well, you know, the taste test shows that we gave you too much, think. They gave you about half the amount, and that was the right amount for me, because mm. your body uh, knows what you need, basically. Our body is pretty autonomous, and if you're craving a food, it's conceivable that your body knows that there's some mineral in that food, for instance, that you're lacking. So you're craving it, then you get enough, and the taste of it changes from, let's say, sweet to bitter.
1: What's the difference with uh, over-the-counter stuff, would you say? Could you explain the differences as far as quality and just all of that?
2: Well, the, the, I mean, let's take vitamin C as an example. Most of the vitamin C in the world is made from genetically modified corn. Now, personally, I, if I had the choice between genetically modified or non, I'd go for non. So my stuff is non-genetically modified. It's that sort of thing, and also they tend to cut them. You know, I mean, let's take magnesium, for instance. You go into a store and buy the magnesium that they publicize. It will almost certainly be magnesium oxide because that's way cheaper than any other type. It's great if you've got constipation, but it's no good. It's not bio, not very bioavailable. So you you can take as much magnesium oxide as you like and you'll just end up in the bathroom, but you're not going to get much magnesium in. So generally speaking, these sort of shops generally buy the, the cheap one, you know. Vitamin B twelve, vitamin for instance, there are three different types. Uh, the type you get in the cheap shops is called cyanocobalamin, and again, that's not bioavailable, but it's cheap. You know, people they want to sell it for nineteen ninety nine. They don't want to sell it for twenty nine ninety nine, even though they. You know, I'm sure the chemist knows full well that the more expensive version actually works. But a lot of the supplement companies have been bought out by the pharmaceutical industry, the idea being that, oh, well, I tried vitamin C, it didn't work. Now I have to go to the doctor and take the drugs. So it's in their interest to provide products that don't work. And very often, like with Armour Thyroid, um, a lot of people, when that got taken over, a lot of people on Armour complained that they've changed it. It's not working like it used to. And apparently they put a coating on it, which some tablets just go right through you and come out the other end intact. I would say 95% of the industry is owned, you might say, by the bad guys uh, here in England. Um, the big, the two biggest health companies were owned by the Carlisle Group, who are well known arms dealers. Very, very nasty.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I noticed. You know, when I was going to CVS, waiting for uh, Customs to quit screwing with what you were sending me, uh, you had told me, oh, go try the magnesium citrate, but the damn gel cap is like, the weight and thickness of the gel cap, and I had to take three or four of them. I forget what it is. Was unreal. The amount of uh, of gel cap you have to consume.
2: And um, yeah, you know, while citrate is a good form of magnesium, if you just take citrate alone, that again, the chances are that you're going to end up in the bathroom when you don't want to be. So in, in the blend that I do, there's a little bit of citrate in there, but it's balanced with with other ones. Yeah, because yeah, with with all these supplements, every form will have different beneficial uh, effects one way or another um, that's why i go to you clive
0: and just explain to people like i i get these huge tubs because i use magnesium every day but if you look at the list on the side i mean what are there's like i don't know somewhere between five and ten different types uh, in there
2: uh, less types there are a few different volumes but uh, let me explain the difference very briefly magnesium ascorbate is vitamin c sounds like magnesium there is magnesium in it but magnesium, magnesium ascorbate is really people take that for the vitamin C because it's almost tasteless. You know, most of the vitamin C is either sort of a bitter taste or it's very citric acid type, lemony sharp taste, and it's hard to get children to take it. But the magnesium ascorbate, vitamin C, vitamin C, um, is almost tasteless. And so they're getting some magnesium and uh, yeah, so that's why that that version of magnesium is there really for the kiddies and people who just don't like the table, or can't swallow tablets, you know, or can't swallow capsules, that sort of thing. Then there's magnesium three and eight, which um, when people have got neurological issues, you know happiness issues, you know nerve issues, then three and uh, eight uh, apparently crosses the blood-brain barrier the best of all of them. But one way or another, with the with the exception of oxide, pretty much all of them, uh, will fix most people's issues, um, but you know you don't want to be in the bathroom if you don't need to be. You're slipping back to zinc for a bit, uh, because some of these some of these zinc deficiency symptoms are so commonplace. I mean, you know how many people uh, get depressed? It can you know, often depression and anxiety and paranoia and so on can be a magnesium deficiency, but they can also be a zinc deficiency. People who've got anorexia. Yeah. Very often, it is um, uh, a zinc deficiency causing their anorexia. Well, I can tell you a fantastic story about anorexia. When I was young, uh, about 18 or something, uh, a friend of mine, a boy, got anorexia. You know, it's usually it's girls. Anyway, he got thinner and thinner and thinner until he looked like a walking skeleton. And anyway, I went around to his house one day. He said, oh, I'm no longer anorexic. And I said, oh, uh, really? What, what happened? He said, oh, well... Um, I was um, walking down this corridor and I saw this ridiculously thin guy at the end of the corridor and I, I had to rush up to tell him you're dying mate. And, uh, he realized it was a full length mirror at the end of the corridor. <laughs> Love it.
0: Uh, yeah. One, and, one more and t- that,
2: that cured him.
0: So see, one more time, I'm, I'm sorry to cut in, but say the P word one more time. Zinc what? Picolinate. C
2: O L I N A T E.
0: All right. Sorry for pulling us off track. Go ahead.
2: That's all right. So, so you know, for him, for the first time in a couple of years, seeing himself in the mirror, who, who who he didn't recognize as himself, that was all it took for his brain to go, bloody hell, I'm killing myself. Whereas when he'd looked in the mirror normally, he didn't look thin. Hmm. So, again, he, he could have had a deficiency.
1: So he was tricking his, himself, his own mind was tricking him?
2: Exactly, exactly. You know, self-view, overpowering reality. So, you yeah, bulimia as well can be a zinc deficiency. So, you know, it, it's sort of massive, and I've I've only covered a third of my list. You know, I could ca- carry on if, if you want, because it's so massive. Why have we got this state of zinc deficiency? Well, it's, it's modern farming and uh, the use of glyphosate. So, you know, we're all so poisoned with glyphosate a lot of us anyway Uh, you know you think about child going to school where they've sprayed glyphosate in the school playground you know it's everywhere in almost every food that's not believably organic so how are you going to get rid of the stuff well luckily there are a number of ways to get rid of it zinc being part of the equation but the big one number one to get rid of glyphosate to totally neutralize it and masses of research which is, is the fulvic minerals. You know, people don't realise that you can turn glyphosate off.
0: Is that the same as the fulvic acid liquid, or is it something different?
2: Yeah, it's the same. You know, fulvic minerals, fulvic acid—it's basically the same thing. And fulvic uh, and humic substances are in the soil everywhere. And fulvic and humic are, can't be separated. So some people are, are selling humic acid. Some people are selling fulvic acid, but really, it's it's the same. But it's it's a question of how it's extracted. So. One of the most famous glyphosate-removing products out there is Dr. Zach Bush's Restore. Now, Dr. Zach Bush is fantastic, if you haven't had him on the show. Brilliant, brilliant guy. But his uh, product, Restore, comes out of lignite, which is a bit like coal. And you can't do a water extraction of that, which, which, which we do with the fulvic. You have to use a, a hydroxide. You know, drain cleaner is a hydroxide. Um, and it's you know, a chemical process, whereas the fulvic minerals are so natural that uh, all you've got to do is pass water through them over and over. And you know, as you know, for, uh, several months' supply is in a tiny little bottle you can hold between your fingers. And uh, it's so concentrated, it's incredible. And um, the research that's been done on fulvic materials is amazing and I, I really think because it's it's so so cheap. it's like you know eleven dollars or something uh, a month. Um, it's something that really everybody needs to experience and see if they notice uh, the difference because so many people do. Uh, you know most of the stuff I talk about really is very inexpensive and uh, you know stuff like the immune system you know, it's all it's all important to this you know and it's a zinc thing. So, uh, yeah, memory, aggression. Turns out that something like seventy percent of all the violent men in prisons are zinc deficient, and the and also two things prevalent with violence: zinc deficiency and low blood sugar. So sure. some people some people will get angry when they're hungry, right? They call it hangry. So it turns out that violent men in prison often, you know, they they get so angry they'll kill you because they're hungry.
0: Well, they give them saltpeter, don't they, Clive? if what you're that's what struck me is if you know what you're knowing right there would solve a big problem. But I know um from people who worked in prisons before, they used to, once upon a time, put saltpeter in the water.
2: Yeah, sodium nitrate, not a good idea, but there have been prisons who have adopted the mineral testing protocol. I did an interview a few years ago with Dr. William Walsh, who is famous because he's always on TV. He's interviewed every serial killer. In America every single one and measured their minerals and uh, he found that Charles Manson uh, had the lowest copper levels of anybody any of anyone he or his colleagues had ever tested ever we're,
0: we're yeah. going to create we're going to create a problem here <laughs> if if we go down the sear, i've spent a lot of time uh showing that Manson was an actor so let's uh, let's switch over i, I don't want to have to deal with the comments we've got 10 days oh, okay. coming up that are yeah they, they should be tested for acting, but I, I'm with yes. you. Well, so- well, you
2: know, uh, he could well be an actor and still have extraordinarily high copper levels. Uh, but but I, I, you know, I don't know. But anyway, um, anybody who's interested, there are prisons who've, who've actually done uh, programs of giving the people who need it zinc. And uh, if anybody wants to watch my video with Dr. William Walsh, I think it's still up on YouTube. It's entitled, I think, Depres- The Answers to Depression, Autism, and various other things. So if somebody's got a difficult child, just they're difficult. It may be they're just low on zinc. And if you want to test yourself to see if you're low on zinc, you, you could go and buy a zinc taste test. It's very cheap. You get it locally. Or you could look at your fingernails. If you've got white dots on your fingernails, uh, that that is it's quite conceivable that those are signs of a zinc deficiency. If you're using a lot of sugar, um, you know, that will lead to a zinc deficiency. And as they seem to put sugar in all American food, as far as I can tell, virtually, Um, I think everybody's probably low on zinc in in America, or an awful lot of people, I would have thought.
0: You know what's so funny, Clive? There's still places in the world which I admire, the medical traditions, Ayurvedic, um, other places, where doctor comes up, grabs your hand, feels your fingernails. Then he does the three-finger pulse method, then he looks at your tongue. One, two, three. And so much of what you're talking about, I, I suspect, is covered in just that cursory kind of examination. Look at the fingernails, feel the fingernails, do the three pulse things, check out the tongue.
2: And you can check out your own tongue and your own fingernails. All you've got to do is put in a fingernail analysis chart you know, uh, online or uh, tongue analysis chart. And you, you, you can stick your tongue out and have a look, and, and you, you'll probably recognize deficiencies right away. You know, it's amazing how much your nails and your tongue can tell you. It's
0: so frustrating how simple, like, like, and, and it hit home for me with the magnesium and the threat of the VA wanting to cut my hand open, which actually did to my sister for the same reason. Ironically, we're not related because we're both adopted. But the point I would make is just imagine where we could be and how simply we could be there if some people gave a damn. But let's, can we move on from zinc? Can we go down or are we not quite
2: done with zinc? Well, let me just say a couple, a couple of other things. Of course, a lot of these things that are thought to be genetic are, are, of course, because the families tended to eat the same food and therefore got the same deficiencies or whatever from, from their food choices or missing out on certain foods, possibly. But in England, entertainment and joy are banned right now. You can't, can't go out, in theory. And uh, so what does pleasure give you? Well, pleasure gives you dopamine. What does zinc do? It raises your dopamine levels. You know, so if somebody's not happy... Again, it could be zinc, and you can eat your way to zinc. You know, oysters are great, shellfish are great, eggs, liver.
1: In what quantities would you suggest, like let's say someone likes oysters?
2: As much as you fancy, you know, as, mu- as much as you want. If you're suddenly craving oysters like mad, you can eat eat them for as well, as much as you like, and then sooner or later you won't want to see another oyster for a few days because you, you'll have enough zinc and selenium or whatever you needed from it. You can get capsules of oyster dried concentrate, you know, but, I mean, pancreatitis can be a zinc deficiency. You know, all those sort of candida type fungal infections could be a zinc deficiency. You know, zinc makes protein, and we're built of protein. I, I could probably stop stop there, if you like.
0: Well, well, what if, before we move on from zinc, I know, certainly, there's so many people um, who follow us who are either vegan, which, if I'm correct, it's like no, no real animal products, or vegetarian, so maybe some of those people eat eggs, I don't know. What is it just going to be like eggs and seafood type things where you can get zinc out of your food or are there okay. things that um, people- uh,
2: pumpkin pumpkin seeds are fantastic, particularly if you sprout them, mm-hmm. you know, you I sprout. Love yeah, uh, full of zinc, uh, seeds to a lesser degree, but you know, you can look online and look for vegetarian sources of zinc, but can I talk briefly about veganism?
0: Yes, but I I just don't have time to deal with comments gone crazy, and this is okay. in that case, <laughs> talk, I talking talking about whether or not you eat meat on my side <laughs> is a bit like the race card being pulled in the national media. It really it gets the ire of some people up, and well, so we'll what I
2: who we'll miss out on that one then?
0: Yeah, well the the problem is is I've tried to say, hey man, it's each person has their own choice, and that's that. Everyone has free will and all people are not the same. And I try to kind of leave it there because there are some very strong feelings. And I believe me, I, I don't think animals should be here for us to eat. And yet I am not a hundred percent vegetarian. So I'm even conflicted within my own self um, because I just don't feel well if I don't eat eggs and things.
2: This is true of a lot of people, but, but for the vegans, they just need to know they need to study B12 deficiency. They need to study taurine and they need to study uh, vitamin K two, those are the big three that vegans need to know about. Okay, um,
0: we'll suffice it. <laughs> we'll, we'll suffice it there. Uh, that's kind of a dodge on my part, but I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, just so, I'm just so slammed. I don't have time to moderate. Um, and actually, uh, maybe I'm not being fair. Most people have been so polite recently in comments. Uh, I haven't had to spend my time dealing with that almost totally. So maybe I'm overreacting. But anyhow, what's next on the uh, on the n- nutritional
2: hit list? Well, I think probably the most interesting thing to talk about next, I could talk about um, bicarbonate of soda a little bit.
0: My wife and I use that in conjunction
2: with the the vitamin C that you've provided. Right. So there's some interesting things to know about bicarb. One one is that I think everybody should go out and spend, let's say, $30 and buy a a pocket-sized nebulizer. You can get them on eBay or, or something. Uh, about thirty dollars buys you a good one. And if you were to put some bicarb and some water in the nebulizer and breathe it, it would be an amazing remedy for oh, uh, you know, this this co-thing that's going on. It'd be a very inexpensive way to deal with it. Toxicity leads to a deficiency of bicarbonates you know the, the, but we make bicarbonates in our body it's, it's you know the, the process after the, s- the stomach acid you know the bicarbonate we make and it neutralizes it but anybody who's not eating a good diet for instance and, and has got some toxicity maybe from heavy toxic metals or something like that that will lead to a deficiency of bicarbonates which, which will mean that digestion will be compromised poisoning basically lowers bicarbonate levels, and once by breathing to some degree we're we're poisoned, Uh, aging lowers bicarbonate levels. So what increases it uh, aside from taking some bicarbonate, well, exercise, right? Why is exercise so valuable? Because it creates bicarbonate and electrons in our body, and that means that um, our oxygen levels increase. So can you use your breath to create bicarbonate? Yes, you can. Right most of us are bent forward on our desks over a hot computer and the moment you start to bend forward you can't breathe properly so if you were to slow down your breathing you know you know it's like when you get in a panic people fast breathe if you were to slow down your breathing to say between four and five breaths a minute you would drastically increase your bicarbonate levels which would in turn increase your oxygen levels so Teaching yourself to breathe more slowly, to be, be consciously breathing through the nose, right? In through the nose, um, would probably increase people's lifespan significantly, and it's free. But um, taking bicarb, let's say you took a half a teaspoonful of bicarb before bed in a small glass of water, that should keep you uh, well healthy all night, in theory. So it, it's important, and incredibly inexpensive. Uh, material so what one could do for instance is one could take some apple cider vinegar and honey in the morning and then at night uh, do the bicarb some people are obsessed with the whole i must be alkaline all the time so the bicarb will make you alkaline all night but there are lots of advantages of of being acidic as well an apple cider vinegar and honey in the morning can be an interesting thing and you can obviously hide various other things you might want to take in there as well but uh, to detoxify uh, I, I think bicarbs a very interesting uh, material to consider the
0: bicarb um it kind of i don't know what the right word is it buffers there's powdered vitamin c that we get from you um
2: and bicarb buffers that in some way uh yes that's right um yeah a uh, ascorbic acid, which is the vitamin C that most people go for, it, it tastes quite nice if you like the sharp taste. If you add, so you have got one teaspoonful of vitamin C, for instance, and you added half a teaspoonful of bicarb, it would fizz up, and you'd be creating sodium ascorbate. And sodium ascorbate is the alkaline version of vitamin C, and, and we sell that actually as a uh, a reacted product on the site as well. And usually we recommend that for people who've got sensitive stomachs. Some people find that the uh, ascorbic acid is too acidic for them, uh, at least for a while until they've cured the problem. And uh, so so sodium ascorbate can be a good uh, substitute for people with sensitive stomachs. Does baking
0: soda count as a bicarb?
2: No, because while baking soda can contain bicarb, uh, it often contains various other things. And uh, sometimes they put aluminum in it, which you really don't want. So always buy bicarb. Do not buy baking soda.
0: You're telling me there's freaking aluminum in baking soda. You know how many people uh, make
2: there, uh, there can be. I'm
0: not saying there always is, there can be. Holy smokes, that's such a you know, for people who like to bake things, that's pretty common
2: in But people should <laughs> just use bicarb. They don't you don't need baking soda, it's just bicarb all by itself works fine.
0: Good point. All right. So we're probably down to about 10 or 15 minutes in the first hour, Clive. What can we, what can we get in for uh, right. general consumption here?
2: Well, I'll tell you what's been on my radar this week in particular. I've been receiving a number of videos, which I'll be putting up on the Secret Health Club, of people with Parkinson's who've stopped shaking. Uh, uh, I've had about three videos, four videos this week. And what they've been doing is breathing the hydroxy gas. And I think we talked briefly about hydroxy. Uh, in a previous show, but in out in China, back in January, February, when the whole Co thing started in Wuhan, various doctors uh, were more advanced than one might think. And various doctors in hospitals were were giving uh, intravenous vitamin C with huge positive results because it's if we say that flu-like symptoms are a detoxification or it's not coming out, a detoxification, then, uh, vitamin C is the most fantastic detoxifier and they were giving zinc quite often but in place of ventilators uh, uh, a lot of the patients were put on hydrogen and oxygen machines and they mixed the hydrogen and oxygen and gave them hydrogen oxygen mixture uh, they did it by electrolyzing water very very, very simple and you know, they, they have to filter it a lot to make it clean to breathe and nobody died who was put on a hydroxy machine, nobody, and it's all written up. There, there's a book on it now. It, it's all in clinical trials. I mean, you know, it's, it's all reported. So there isn't any argument about it. And in the English hospitals, they're using uh, hydrogen and oxygen machines uh, in, the, in the heart in some heart units. But hydroxy is different. Again, it is taking water, using electrolysis to split it into hydrogen and oxygen. But uh, what they were finding when they measured the amount of gas coming out, that it was breaking Faraday's law, Um, it turned out they were making 30% more gas than Faraday's law allowed for. And they realized it wasn't hydrogen, it wasn't oxygen, it was a third uh, material. And remember, you've you've got different stages of matter. You've got, you know, with with water, you've got gas, uh, ice, and liquid, but you've also got plasma. And you've got... Well, anyway, what they... What they decided to call this new gas uh, was electrically expanded water, and other people describing water as the fourth stage. You know, the water in our cells is meant to be you know, the fourth stage of water. Anyway, uh, using this type of hydroxy machine, you're getting some very very interesting results. As I say, uh, like Parkinson's, you know, two hours breathing it, shake, shaking, stopping, they're not falling over, you know, stuff like that. So. Nerve regeneration, skin healing, neuropathy, you know, wound healing, calming down inflammation, pain relief—that sort of thing—is now uh, going on. Uh, they're not—they're not cheap. These machines. Uh, you're probably looking at um, up towards about three thousand dollars or something. Yeah, but um, they're built. It's the in only
0: way, Clive. It's the only way to do this is with a machine.
2: Well, uh, you, know, you you can create hydrogen in your body I mean we, we are mainly hydrogen we're mainly water so therefore we are mainly hydrogen you know 62 percent or depending on how hyd- hydrated we are is hydrogen you know yes. only about two percent is actually minerals and stuff uh you know we, we, on one level we're ma- mainly protein on one level we're mainly carbon but on another level we're actually mainly hydrogen and nobody's paid any attention to hydrogen you know you 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 can create uh, more hydrogen in, in, in various ways you know using breathing techniques and so on or you could lower your de- deuterium levels which is another hugely overlooked factor you know most people don't know what deuterium is you know some people will know that before the second world war in Norway they were building a heavy water plant you know, deuterium is otherwise known as heavy water or heavy 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 hydrogen heavy water deuterium is for the human body a bad thing you know they were they were making heavy water to make the atomic bomb but light water is the opposite and that's deuterium depleted water and deuterium and hydrogen are effectively opposites whereas uh, cancer apoptosis of a cancer cell can be triggered with hydrogen a cancer cell can be triggered with deuterium they are opposites. so there is a, a plant in Russia yeah, so much of this information comes from Russia you know they, because they, their research was not pharmaceutical led you know it was whatever they wanted to do. So there's one factory in Russia that makes deuterium depleted water, but it's super expensive. but I've got interviews with my friend Mark Kent who has developed a system using hydroxy to make deuterium depleted water for pennies. And he's setting up a factory now in England. And so one might, if one was drinking deuterium depleted water, you might want to do it for a year, but it could be the biggest unknown thing out there, actually, because, uh, just let me say one more thing, they've measured deuterium from people's breath, right? Turns out the most people who are long-lived, you know, really old yet healthy, have high deuterium, uh, I'm sorry, low deuterium in their breath, and high hydrogen, and vice versa for people who don't live long. So you can do a hydrogen breath test. The people who are healthy have got a lot of hydrogen. The people who aren't healthy; the hydrogen can be almost unmeasurable in the breath. I say so these two things have been so overlooked for so long, but Mark is now a long way through all the safety checks with Nice, the organisation that allows uh, units to be put into hospitals, and. He's got a lot of support from doctors now, and this may be revolutionary for the first time that I could think of easily. Some radical new technology could really change things dramatically in hospitals. Wow.
0: So I want to get this in, Clive, because you mentioned Parkinson, and there's certain things that a lot of people listening probably going to have a family member that have been affected by it. So let me let me ask you this. Like, is all shaking or like hand tremors? Like you'll see people who are who are holding something with their right hand, and you'll notice their left hand shakes. Is that all going to be the idea of Parkinson's, or the other things that will cause that?
2: Oh, there's so many things. If somebody's deficient in vitamin B12, and if you've had a test and the doctor says you're fine, don't don't necessarily believe it because the doctors don't know how to read tests properly. A B12 deficiency can mimic Parkinson's, right? Many doctors have been fooled, given a diagnosis and all the drugs for Parkinson's, given somebody, you know, a fright of their lives when it's a B12 deficiency. Same with Alzheimer's and dementia can be a B12 deficiency. Same with multiple sclerosis can be a B12 deficiency. So other things can mimic Parkinson's and things that I've seen stop shaking. I've seen pulsed electromagnetic frequencies stop shaking sometimes, I've seen cannabis as cannabis oil stop shaking many times. And uh, as I say now, hydroxy gas to go on top of it. Anybody's interested, you know, I've made films about this. And if you click my website through Crow's link here, uh, you'll be able to get uh, right to it. I can't, I can't put any information on the websites. So we're not allowed to. But on the Secret Health Club, there's a lot of information there and videos explaining it.
0: So, like, if I paid attention
2: here, there's three types of B12, right? Did you say that earlier? There is cyanocobalamin. You don't want that one. There's methylcobalamin, which is perfect unless you've got metal fillings. If you've got a mercury filling, there are many people who believe that uh, methylcobalamin combines with mercury to make methylmercury, which is way more dangerous than regular mercury. So, the safe one, the safest one, is hydroxocobalamin. Hydroxo,
0: Is that a B12 you could find at your local store? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Is, maybe. That a, is that a B12 that you provide?
2: Not at the moment, but in America, there's a great brand called Perk, P-E-R-Q-U-E, and they do a little sublingual uh, B12, tiny little thing, tastes nice, that you just dissolve under the tongue. And uh, it's a powerful one, works, it's the right type, good product.
0: All right, so I'm going to wrap up here, guys, but I want to ask, Jason, is this message you sent me as a response to the device that we sent to Austin? Is that what this is? Yes. All right, so I'm going to read this uh, as we close out. Uh, Apparently, Carla, Austin's wife, is stable. I guess I'll say that. But this is, Jason must have asked Austin how the device that Clive provided me, that I provided Austin, how it was working. And this is what he said. She definitely noticed much less pain in her pelvic region and more so than when she was taking pain meds. This is as a result of the Tesla device. I did the thing where you hold it in both hands close to your chest and energize yourself, and I felt like I had drank an espresso. This is in response to the use of the Tesla device, but that does bring us to the top of the hour of episode 307. Jason, anything more you want to get in before I wrap up?
1: Clive, an hour or two, I'd like to talk about weight a little bit more. You were talking about anorexia. I'm kind of curious if there's anything, someone who might be overweight and struggling with that, what they might be able to do.
2: Absolutely, yeah, let's talk about that.
0: All right, we'll open up with the ideas of weight control or, or however you would properly say that when we open up in hour two. But that does bring hour one of episode 307 to a close. We hope you'll join us at crow 7 radiocom for hour two, which is available to members. That is C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. By the way, uh, it'll be very rare if we ever run anything on YouTube that's more than a bumper at this point because I'm getting hit by them again. Uh, over 100 videos, have been removed recently from my YouTube channel. Luckily, I don't think any of them qualify as telescopic work, but I think I have that all backed up. But let's move on here. Join us for hour two of episode 307 at crow 7 radiocom and I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. There it is. Cheers.